Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. It's a new year, which means a lot of us are looking at our current financial situation, our investment portfolio, and how we can strengthen our long-term prospects. We have Matt Andres, a financial advisor with Investment Partners, located in Columbus, Ohio, on this week's episode to give us some tips to help us make the most out of the year ahead of us. He will be tackling the importance of asset allocation, why planning is critical, and how you can overcome market volatility. Welcome to Unsuitable, Matt. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. Great. It's uh, We always like to have a financial advisor on the show that uh, can give us some insight, some practical insight. And uh, so, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. I got a lot of facts for you today. Okay. So, yeah. Well, fact-finding. Uh, let's talk a little <clears throat> bit about uh, your company, Investment Partners. Sure. I mentioned that you are uh, from... Uh, uh, the office in Columbus, Ohio, actually Dublin, Ohio. Correct. But uh, tell us a little bit about Investment Partners and the other locations around the state of Ohio. Sure. Uh, Investment Partners is a wealth management organization, and we are classified as a registered investment advisor. And what that means, everybody may have heard the term RIA, but really it's independence is what stands out there. Independent meaning when a client comes to us, we actually have the ability to search across the marketplace to find solutions that best fit their needs. We do not have to follow any proprietary products that are that are pushed top down. Uh, so independence for us is, is extremely important to be able to go out and find those solutions. The other thing about investment partners is we do have strategic partnerships, one of those being with Ray and Associates, uh, another one being with Commonwealth Financial. Uh, they are a broker dealer that we use for trading and back office support that really allow us to leverage our resources. And the latest numbers from investment partners are we have 11 advisors. Uh, we do have four offices across the state. As you had mentioned, one here in Dublin. We also have one in Mentor, one in Millersburg, and the home office in New Philadelphia. And you travel throughout the state of Ohio. I regardless do. of where uh, your desk is. I do. In fact, you're, I very seldom see you in the office. You're out of <laughs> You're out uh, taking care of business. I, I enjoy travel. Um, get to Lima every now and then. I've got a, a lot of great uh, folks in Lima that I see on a regular basis now. And uh, New Philly, just a, a bounce around where needed. So, so you know, as, uh, as we uh, were in the first quarter of 2019, you know, as, as your team looks at market insights and strategy and the economy going forward, uh, again, what do you... What are you guys seeing going forward? Absolutely. I, I think more than ever, and, and we go through different phases, but more than ever, asset allocation is so important. Diversification is so important. And the biggest thing that, that I always talk to my clients about is having a plan and sticking to that plan. A lot of times in this environment that we've been in recently, um, you see a lot of people reacting on emotions, emotions driving behavior. And that is mostly mo most likely going to lead you to the exact wrong thing uh, when it comes to investing. So to summarize again, Dave, asset allocation, diversification, having a plan and sticking to it are really uh, something that we talk about a lot right now. Okay, well, good. Let's dig into each one of those. If you have some time, you want to stick around for a little bit? Yeah, I'm doing great. Great. So investment, asset allocation. Yep. 
where where do you where do you start? Where where would I start looking to see whether I have diversity in 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 my portfolio? The one thing that I'll say in that in that regard is everybody is different. There's a lot of factors that play into what is the appropriate asset allocation for you. It could be your age, it could be your risk tolerance, it could be the goal that you have for the specific amount of money that we're managing for you. It could be earmarked for something, it could be college, whatnot. But we have to first start with this fact-gathering stage and, and figure out exactly what you're trying to do with these investments. After that, it basically comes down to how you're diversified between stocks, bonds, and cash. There's a lot of different ways that you can diversify yourself out there. Large cap, small cap, mid cap size, equities, stocks in the U.S., international, emerging markets, fixed income. We've got We've got high yield. We've got emerging markets. We've got your traditional aggregate bond index. How are you diversified amongst all of those different asset classes, given the facts that you've given me? So it's the mix that you're looking for. And actually, you're trying to, to match up my, uh, maybe my lifestyle, my needs and, needs and wants. You bet. You know what I want most for you, Dave, is to be able to sleep at night and not worry about your investments, given no matter what the vol- volatility is right now. So... We've seen, and I've got some stats. I'll, one of the charts I use the most goes Fire back. Fire away. You know, we like, about, we yeah. like uh, stats on this show. Um, you know, anything you have that can can help us out. One of my favorite charts, uh, some people refer to it as the quilt chart, but it is basically, basically goes back 15 years and looks at every different asset class that's out there. And you cannot predict on an annual basis or any given year what the top performing asset class is going to be out in the marketplace. If someone tells you that they can, I would love to challenge them in that regard. But what we try to do is we try to take a look across these different asset classes, again, all of them having different risk reward associated with them, different volatility measures. We try to find that balance called asset allocation that is appropriate for you. And an example of that would be Let's say you have some time for your money to grow, but you have a a low risk tolerance. You don't want to take as much risk. So we might put you in a 60-40 mix called a balanced uh, allocation with a tilt toward equity or growth. So that would be 60-40 equity to fixed income. So finding that right balance among all those different asset classes, guiding you through the markets for a a more uh, level approach uh, to the return that we need to get you to. So the only way you're going to be able to accomplish my goals is we have to sit down numerous times uh, throughout the year. It's just not one size fits all. And, and I, you know, it, it, it's going to take some work, some time to get there. It's absolutely ongoing. We do have, you know, everybody's busy these days, but uh, we, we do meet at least annually with all of our clients, ideally twice a year. But we do have some that we meet with on a quarterly basis, just given their lifestyle, maybe how they're compensated. Um, it just depends on what, what, uh, what you want. You know, if I came to you and said, look, uh, look, Matt, uh, I don't want any sin stocks in my portfolio. Is that something that uh, you guys can accommodate? We have, uh, you know, the, a lot of our investing is done through through mutual funds that are managed through as- different asset managers. Most of those funds don't have that ability, but there are new funds out there uh, that do have more of that socially responsible aspect to them. We're starting to see those pop up more and more. So we can focus in on companies that are delivering those more socially responsible type of investments. And of course, we can always up a brokerage account for you. And if you have a specific stock that you're interested in, we can talk about why 
that's important to Socially you. Socially responsible. Want. That's mm-hmm. a that's a is that a new term in uh, it's in your industry? It's it's grown over the years as we've all evolved, and some of these things have become more important sure. to individual investors. Um, but we we get that question a fair amount, and and when necessary, we dig in deeper to find some of those companies that are really focused in on those things. You know, and then there's the case, uh, and I'm sure you run into it that. Um, you know, people want to just invest in U.S. companies. Uh, the foreign markets uh, cause some uh, concern. And again, I think that's where talking to you guys on a regular basis, you can help ease or help with that decision. Our world is global now. There's no question. You know, most of the companies that we're investing with here in the U.S. have exposure overseas. Um, having international in your portfolio absolutely helps your asset allocation diversification that we talked about earlier. You know, over over time, international equities have have been almost a reciprocal of what's going on in the U.S. You know, or an opposite, excuse me. And and just when we go up in the U.S., uh, a lot of times uh, international's down, and when we're up, when we're down, they're up. So it. It, it balances out over time. We absolutely want you to have some international some exposure. Exposure and maybe it's for an not appropriate exposure. asset I don't, allocation. I don't know. Is that the right term to use? Absolutely. Exposure. Exposure is a perfect term to use for that. There, there's um, a lot of different ways you could describe it, but I don't know too many asset allocation portfolios that don't have some exposure to international. You know, as uh, as you wrapped up the uh, 2018, and, and by the time the podcast is out, I think most of the listeners will have their year-end statements or just about have their year-end statements in hand. What do you what do you anticipate the, I don't know if I'm going to ask this correctly, but it's the average growth in a portfolio that that maybe you've seen in 18 or expecting to see for the entire year? Let me go back a little further, if you don't mind. Yeah. I love this stat. So this kind of plays See, I in. I teed that up for you, didn't I? You did. I'm, I didn't I'm gonna, even know you wanted that. I'm going to take you down a little different path first, but... We love to look at average returns over time. And I've got a chart that I read a lot of times, and it kind of falls into that emotional invest, investing and decision-making as well. If you go back over the last 20 years, the average 60-40 portfolio, 60% equity, 40% uh, fixed income, has returned roughly 6.4%. And that is from 1998 through 2017. Okay, 6.4%. And during that same time frame, the average investor has had a return of 2.6%. So what is the difference between the 6.4% that the average portfolio has returned over that 20-year period versus the average return for an individual investor of 2.6%? So we're roughly four points there, right? Or a little, uh, yeah. What do you think the reason for that is, Dave? Retirement savings? The biggest issue here is that the market- I'm asking the questions, is by vol- the way. Is volatile. Yeah, just so let's get this straight here. <laughs> Volatility in the markets make us do things that we normally wouldn't do. And that is sell when we shouldn't. And that's why the average return for an individual investor over the last 20 years roughly is 2.6%. When a 60-40 portfolio has done 64 we get emotional about the volatility that we've seen lately. We end up wanting to sell when we get nervous and the market is down. And again, it just hits home on the importance of having a plan and sticking to that plan um, over time. Because if you do that and you trust what you've built and why you built it, then you won't make mistakes and and sell out of equities in a down market. Um, Understand that there is volatility. The other stat that I like to throw out there, this one goes back out over 38 years. 
I'm going to look at the S&P 500 again on this, is the S&P 500, the average intra-year volatility for the S&P 500 peak to trough for the last 38 years is actually 13.8%. Intra-year volatility in the S&P 500 peak to trough, 13.8% peak to trough decline. We're roughly right around there for 2018 as far as volatility goes. And the final piece of that, though, is the market has ended positive in 29 of those 38 years. Volatility is normal. Where the investor, average investor can make that mistake is selling at the wrong time, not sure. understanding that uh, these things can come back. Sure. You know, I wanted to share with you that uh, Unsuitable on Ray Radio, we take advantage of technology. We do have a, uh, a text uh, question from the audience or... Uh, uh, are you ready to uh, take that on? This is high tech. Okay, okay. let's do it. All right, here's the question. Um, not sure who this came in from, but uh, the question is, how is investing during the time of Trump and tariffs and all the legal issues impacting investing decisions? Sure. You know, Fair question. Yeah, the, the uh, Tax Cut and Jobs Act has really put a tailwind behind a lot of U.S. companies, uh, you know, earnings that we've been uh, seeing as they've come out have been relatively strong, uh, very strong, truthfully. Uh, and there's been a great tailwind behind uh, companies. We've seen that tailwind start to slow a little bit here recently. Um, we think uh, we'll continue to see earnings be positive here into at least the middle part of 2019. Uh, but the Tax Cut and Jobs Act has really helped a lot of the companies that are out out here right now. Now, the day-to-day, -day, you asked me about China, things like that. The, the tariffs and the discussions with China uh, can create a lot of volatility in the short run. And I I don't know what's going to happen day-to-day, -day, and I would challenge anybody else that knows what's going to sure. happen day-to-day. -day. That's why you, you factor in the long-term mostly with your investing approach. If you have short-term money and short-term needs, they shouldn't be invested into asset classes or or investments that uh, could swing too much in the short term. Um, that's why you do things in buckets. Um, you know, anything less than three years, probably, we would talk about different investments that don't have an impact or aren't impacted by the volatility of right. the tariffs in China. Right. And right. But as we, you know, discuss that, uh, I would think that uh, the issue of the tariffs and and the like, and we 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 hear things like that uh, going on. That that would maybe have you guys study the makeup of the portfolio or the allocation in international stuff. Oh, ab absolutely. Does that you know, scare you at all? The uh, the tariff thing is a it, it doesn't it doesn't scare me. I I think these are all normal things. I mean, you can go back, you can go back through time and look at all the volatility that's been out there, and all uh, we look back at the nineteen. You know, back to 1900, some of the charts we look at, and I, I believe from 1900 till now, we've been through uh, what we would call 18 major recessions, uh, multiple war world wars, the global financial crisis of 2008. There's a lot of history to look at as we go back, and a lot of times we like to say because we're in the moment that this time it's different, uh, but there there clearly is a pattern with investing in asset allocation and sticking to a plan if I haven't made that clear yet. Sure, so. sure. Yes, you have. Uh, keep on making that uh, that clear. That's uh, that's very helpful. But, uh, you know, in, in, in accounting, you know, it's full of metrics and analytics. And now we're seeing metrics and analytics in the, uh, in the sports world. But the investing world, you guys have tons 
of metrics and analytics that that tell a pretty good story. Absolutely. Um, there's too many to mention on on our podcast here today, but you know, there there you can go into the individual investments and look at risk characteristics and measurements of R squared and and alpha and standard deviation. And you can also get into um, you know, things like returns and valuations by style. Uh, so let's talk about PE ratios as we look at the different asset classes that Morningstar provides. We can go large, mid, and small, growth, blend, and value, and figure out, are we priced uh, appropriately? Are we overvalued? Are we undervalued? But uh, I think on a, on a regular basis, we're constantly looking at, uh, you know, PE ratios are sure. a big one that we look at to see how we're okay. priced. And um, we've made a couple of different movements in our portfolios this year based on PE uh, ratios and valuations. You know, are, are, are you one of these guys when I go out to, to dinner and look over and, and see somebody looking on their, uh, you know, their cell phone instead of talking to uh, their spouse or their, their dinner party? And say, and are you one of those guys that's looking at the what the market did for the day? Is that you? No. You don't look after after you go home. You I'm know. kidding. Yes, I do. You do. So uh, that's it's, you. it's constant. Um, I I love it. That's why I'm in this job. I I you do, study. I study. You study. And it's just in, innate in me to uh, look at this stuff on a regular basis and read. It's a lot of just keeping up with current trends uh, and events as well. I've got the the articles and publications that that I follow and read every day. It's you have to. There's no, there's no question you have to. You know, we tackled the uh, investment asset allocation and we talked a little bit about market volatility. I actually talked a lot about market volatility. And I think, um, again, to kind of fair, paraphrase the things you said, you know, some of this stuff, you just got to chill out and rely on the advice of your investment advisor and meet with them on a regular basis. And I think that falls into, first of all, yes, I agree with all that. And I think that falls into having a plan. Um, I've heard this stat before too. It's not even a stat. It's just a comment that most people spend more time planning their vacation than they do their retirement. And if, if that is true, um, you need to spend a little bit more time talking to an advisor and trying to get a plan in place or you just won't get to where you want to go. Right. Are you a CFP? As I well? am. Okay. Yes. Okay. I thought you were. I wanted to make sure. That is correct. And, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're one of your colleagues, Doug Feller, is a regular guest on on the podcast. And uh, I think we're going to have to fire him and have you come in. You're way better than he <laughs> uh, is. You know what? I'm Would not, you share that with I'm him? I'm actually not surprised. I yes. know, Doug. So, yes. Yeah. Oh, we do too. And I uh, like to have a little fun with that. But let's talk about the importance of having a plan. Now, if I come to you, we sit down and, and, and talk, and, and I do meet with Doug on a regular basis, I, you know, full disclosure. When you talk about a plan, is it a written plan? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we want to, there's a process to all of this. And, um, you know, actually through, this, through the CFP process, uh, you really want to establish a relationship uh, with, with your, your potential client, first and foremost. You want to understand who they are what they're trying to do. Then you gather some data, uh, you analyze it, you develop the plan, you implement it, and you monitor it going forward. It's a, it's a, it's a really structured process. You know, you, you have to put it down on paper. Then that gives you something to follow and monitor going forward. Yeah. You get a great deal of satisfaction as a certified financial planner when you see a plan come together? Absolutely. It's one of the reasons why I'm in this job. I just love helping people. And, you know, when you can see them, you know, 
not only develop and, and identify what their goals are, but then put a put a plan in place to get there. And then once they reach it, it's very, it's very satisfying. And um, you know, the one that jumps out is some of the college planning that we do. You know, if, if someone really wants to help out in that aspect. Talk to me about that. What's uh what would be some some uh, you know some foundational things that that we'd want to discuss on our plan about college planning? The one thing I will tell you about college planning is that the plan. time time matters and uh um, and, and everybody listening to this probably understands the simplicity of compounding interest. And that is all developed over time. And just putting in uh, a little bit of, uh, away immediately uh, can have a huge impact, not only on your own retirements, but college planning. So a lot of time, times we'll have somebody with a newborn and instead of getting them, uh, you know, baby shoes or whatever you want to buy, uh, gifting through college funding through, you know, uh, Ohio has... College Advantage 529. I encourage everybody that, that's listening in Ohio to, to go out to that website. You can open an account for, for really anybody and start to nickel and dime at that. And uh, it'll make a huge difference over time. You know, the, um, you know, so I'm sitting here and kind of know you a little bit. You know, you're certainly into sports. You're a sports fanatic. And we've talked before, you know, in sports, you have a game plan, you study film, and you execute. And I think you would say developing a financial plan pretty much follows the same path. Absolutely. And if you want to use sports analogies, they, they, you got may, another one? they may change their defense at times or the game may not be going about, you know, the way you thought it would be. But stick to your plan. Uh, trust, uh, you know, all the practice that you put in and, uh, and just continue to work at it. And um, you, you'll, end up, uh, you'll end up in a great spot. You know, as an investment advisor and certified financial planner, how as typically how do fees how are fees typically calculated or determined? Sure, yeah, there's a couple of different ways we can do that. You know, I talked about the independence at investment partners. We have some clients that we just do individual planning for. Uh, we really don't manage any of their assets with them, so it's just a it's a planning fee. You know, we decide what that is in the establishment, you know, on that front end of the relationship where we establish the relationship. Uh, some of the times we do manage assets for clients and we can charge a basis point of the, the assets that are under management uh, that we have with them. And, um, you know, those are all things that, uh, different ways that the, the sure. that we can charge fees. Sure. You know, let's, uh, let's tie it all together. You know, investment asset allocation, volatility, importance of having a plan. Next few minutes, pull it all together for us. Give us a conclusion. Yeah, Bring us I, on home. I'm, I'm going to state many of the things that I've already stated before is, is have a plan, have the appropriate asset allocation that fits your goals, needs, risk tolerance, time horizon, okay? And then ultimately, um, you know, finding that right mix, sticking to that plan through all the ups and downs of the marketplace uh, will put you in a, in, a, in a great spot as you get closer uh, to need that money. And develop a close relationship with your financial advisor and uh, because you've got stat after stat after stat. And in all honesty, that makes you feel a little bit better that that number's there and just helps you understand uh, the plan a little bit. Yep. Our guest today has been Matt Andres from Investment Partners. Thanks again for joining us, Matt. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. You shared a great uh, amount of insight with our listeners. And listeners, if you haven't met with your investment advisor in this first quarter of 2019, go ahead and make that appointment, make the call, set some time aside, and take a look at your current plan and whether it still makes sense. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, let us know. Give us a thumbs up, like it, comment on it, or share it. And don't forget to check out videos of our podcast on YouTube. And until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. Thank you.